and welcome back to another Burlington Friendship Society. I'm your friend, Carl Mamer, and with me is my friend from Real Burlington. Hello, this is everyone's friend, Christian Walters, here in Imperial Burlington. Ah, uh, yes. Glad to talk to you again. Imperial Burlington. And, and which Burlington am I in? You're in Metric Burlington. Yeah, up here. Metric in- Burlington. Canada, Canada, and you're in uh, you're in the biggest Burlington in America, right? Is it? I be- I'm in the biggest Burlington in Vermont for sure. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, no, uh, based based on my extensive research of the Burlingtons of the world, um, yeah, you are uh, in at least America's biggest Burlington. What's the population? <laughs> just to refresh our, our our listeners, our friends. We're we're in the neighborhood of forty five thousand people. Yeah, which is weird because usually everything's much smaller in Canada. Um, <laughs> everything, and um, uh, and uh, but our Burlington's like whack and huge compared to your Burlington. Like we're we're topping up near couple hundred thousand, cup couple hundred, and uh, so yeah. But uh, but somehow, I, I believe uh, many of the other Burlingtons, um, in and around the in and around North Carolina, including your own are sort of connected to much larger uh, metropolitan areas. That's true. That's true. Right. We would, we would Um, not be able to stand on our own. Like uh, Burlington, Massachusetts, like everything else is not far from Boston. Right. Okay. Um, But Burlington, Vermont, um, it is the main metro center in Vermont. Right. There is not a lot of people here. Yeah, you're kind of the economic and cultural center, and maybe the moral center, too, of the whole state of Vermont, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, if you ever wander too far outside the friendly climes of Burlington, things get real dark real fast. Well, yeah, because, I mean, part of the show uh, is uh, we, we we try to discover new friends. So mm-hmm. it's just just not me and you. I mean, we're friends, but then we want to find other friends, new friends. Yeah. And then and, so lonely. Yeah. Introduce them to our listeners. But um, so I always try to find people who live in states that have a Burlington and ask them if they've been to that Burlington. And um, I was looking at somebody in California. There's a Burlington, California. A lot of these other Burlingtons are just literally like, uh, they're just like a cross street kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. you zoom in on Google Maps, it's forest, 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 forest. And there's this vague, hazy outline like Burlington County or something right. like that. There's, there's like, there's like a, you know, there's a gasoline station and then right. like, like a Maggie's Donuts or whatever the hell they call their donut shops down there. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Half Duncan and half. Post office. So exactly, yeah. The mayor, postmaster, Lord High Executioner, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, uh, in that vein, we we don't actually have a new friend because um, that's a shame. Yeah, um, because um, parts of the world, many parts of the world, are not experiencing what we are experiencing. What are we currently in the thick of? Election season. No, no, or or better, maybe, I guess, actually better. But um, winter, yeah, we're in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah, that's not a thing everywhere. Yeah, I know, I know. So, uh, and and when Burlington people are in the middle of winter, aren't we in the mood to make friends? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not in the mood to leave my house, much less talk to anybody. Exactly. You had a new motto you said in wintertime for uh, Vermont. What was the state motto? Yeah, the state motto was uh, see you in May. See you in May. Yes, yeah. Used to be fetuses, but when the winter uh, hits <laughs> and then no one wants to go out actually and protest about the fetuses, then uh, yeah, see you in May. That that's quite that yeah, that is quite a clever uh, motto. Yeah. Yes. Actually, this this winter, I don't know about your Burlington, but this winter has not been particularly bad. It's been uh, quite strangely mild, uh, and we only really kind of got winter uh, last weekend, really, kind of snow that came and stayed on the ground. Is it, have you, when, when did your first snow that stuck on the ground come? Well, it's, it came, uh, around the beginning of December and stuck for a while, but then it went away. Yeah. 
And it, uh, let's see, it kind of would ebb and flow for a while until about two weeks ago. Um, Then we had a good dusting and it didn't really warm up. And then more piled on it. And then just this last weekend, I guess we got caught in kind of the same storm. Wow. Okay. And now it kind of looks like it might be here for a bit because it doesn't look like it's going to get above freezing anytime in the near future. Yeah, exactly. Or at least not for any extended period. It's, uh, but I mean, today was kind of nice. It made it up to 30 at one point. That's 30 Fahrenheit. Yeah, so that's uh, slightly below freezing. Yeah. And, um, you know, with the sun and all that stuff, some of it goes away. But, no, it's still up to my dog's belly when she goes out in the backyard. <laughs> Poor little thing. That's so, <laughs> her own fault. Wow. You know, I joined the I joined the snowblower club this year. Um, I, 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 I was almost going to... Uh, buy a snowblower but then uh well my my dad up and died and uh and then left me a snowblower so um i inherited a snowblower the uh dr oa mamer memorial snowblower and um so i got it i think i picked it up fitting tribute i believe oh oh yeah i put a little plaque on it and um i picked it up from um um his uh his surviving wife's place in october got it home uh topped it up with gas and it just stayed in the garage until last weekend. And so it snows and I'm just like, Oh, I'm so excited. I pull the thing out and I kind of, you know, do my driveway and then kind of the house to the right of me. That's this sort of elderly 75 year old man. And last winter, his sons kind of got him a, a snow plowing service. But then, you know, as sometimes men of our age and older, they're like, why are you spending money on that thing? And so he didn't, he had him cancel it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to just do his driveway too. Right. So I do his driveway and I'm so happy. And then, um, and then like later on in the, you know, in the, the, the day, like the snow doesn't stop coming down. So I was going to go back out and, and do the, uh, do the driveway again. And then who's in my driveway? But the old man neighbor, he went and got himself a snowblower too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like either, so, e- yeah, either he saw me out there doing his driveway and he was coming to return the favor or he was like me. He probably got a snowblower in October and was just like, I'm just going to crank this baby up. And, and then it's like, you know what? I'm going to do every driveway on the street. I'm so happy to use it finally. So, yeah. It's like that young fella did a shitty job on my driveway last time. <laughs> That's true. Too. I'm going to beat him to the punch. Yeah, so him and my wife are comparing notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think he might have uh, uh, buried something and all that. Is Does that mean that your dad's uh, now former wife, is trapped inside her house without a snowblower? Well, I did point that out to her. I'm like, you know, you might, because she's in Montreal, and Montreal gets a lot more snow. And I'm like, you know, you might want this. But she's not She's she's not the kind of person, she's a good person, uh, very quite capable, but she's just not a kind of a person who wants to tackle a driveway in winter in montreal so uh she just has someone come in <laughs> and, and plows it so honestly i don't blame her i i just sometimes find myself without the choice oh, okay all right yeah how's, how's your driveway snow clearing been you had many days you had to sort of clear it out or i see three times so far really okay yeah and it's um i imagine this is the case wherever snow piles up like this um, so Imperial Burlington is really good at keeping the snow plows going through the streets and keeping the roads passable. All right. When the snow's coming down. I mean, we are the economic center of Vermont, of course. So yeah. we've got to, people have to get to work. Yeah, exactly. And since we're all liberal heathens, they don't worry about plowing like the path to church and stuff like that. Uh, but schools and work, and that's it, I guess. Okay. But um, 
you know the uh, the VFW hall as well. I suppose yeah, if it's yeah. on a th- if it's a Thursday, yeah. but a beer night. Yeah, exactly. So you understand. What I didn't appreciate coming from a place where this snowplow thing was a thing is the snow berms that they leave behind. Mm. And when I first moved up here, I had an apartment, so somebody else took care of all that. Exactly. Then I bought this house. The house came with a snowblower, um, which there's a whole stupid story about that from the person who was selling me the house. But Were there bits of that. human body still in it? No, but there is a uh, a styrofoam cooler up on a shelf in the garage that's been there since I bought the house, and I haven't looked in it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's touchy. I'm, I, I think I'm most likely eventually it's going to go take it and not even open it, just wrap it up in tape and stuff it into the trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not my own trash. Well, but, yeah, exactly. The, the guy but, next door who complains about your leaves. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't appreciate until my first real snow here after I moved into the house. When they plow, they plow. I mean, the snow goes somewhere. Yeah. And that somewhere it goes is off to the side of the road. Yeah. Which is where the end, the exit saw the driveways are. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's good. And if it's a decent snow, then you basically have this snow wall. Yeah. That, um, you know, the Vermont Transportation Board or whoever does all this stuff, they will erect in front of your house if you don't get your ass out early enough in the morning (laughs) and sort of beat them to the punch. Yeah. And if that's not enough, there's also a small mini plow that comes and does the sidewalks. Yeah, yeah. So you'll get... Um, so even if you manage to get up enough speed to crest the first one, <laughs> you've still got to, you know, you got to have enough momentum to get through the last one if you want to get into your fully into your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so oh, go ahead. I've learned that if it's if it's if if I wake up in the morning and it's snowed more than about an inch and it's still coming down or threatening to come down then I've got to get my butt out there and start plowing or blowing. And, um, you know, I learned the the technique. I don't know if it's the only technique, but it's the one that works for me where you start with a strip right down the middle and then just do, a, you know, an expanding circle all right. with the blower going out. Yeah. So you eventually just blow all the snow off to the side of the driveways and out into the street. Right, okay. And then plow a little bit into the street and a little bit down the sides of the street and the sidewalks. So when they do come by, they just blow, push it into your lawn instead of into your driveway. And then you can come and go at will as if we have freedoms. Wow. Well, in my, my neighborhood, they, um, they tend to plow, uh, they tend to plow the streets right after you've actually dug out your driveway. So you get the whole driveway all sort of shoveled out or snow blowed out, and it's like, all oh, great. And then a few hours later, the, the snow plow comes. And yeah, and then sort of just puts that snow wall right at the end of your driveway. And you yeah. Go, you do it again. So, so yeah, and that's, that's yeah, that's not, not, not easy. Yeah. Um, my driveway is not long enough for me to build up enough speed to really uh, bust through the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the snow wall. And, um, I mean, I've got a nice heavy car, but I mean, you still need some momentum going there. Anyway. You know, this last, uh, la- last winter, there was a, there was a bit of a road salt shortage. And so this winter back in November, <laughs> like I sort of stocked up, I bought like, well, I got to buy two kinds of ice. I got, I, I, I can, I buy bags of the cheap stuff, which is like, you know, like three bucks for, I, I, I don't know, you know, like, like a mountain of salt. You know, mm-hmm. Enough to make Gandhi just go, oh my God, you know, why did I get beaten by a stick? I could have just 
seen Carl and buy, you know, get get his mountain of salt. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that movie. Anyways, <laughs> kids ever tell you about the 80s? Anyways. I was married to an Indian woman for a while. I know about Gandhi and right. salt. Gandhi and salt, yeah. And, uh, but then, but then <laughs> my driveway is kind of like this um, kind of cement kind of stamped concrete cement with intricate designs and stuff and you can't put the cheap stuff on that you got to get this expensive non-salt salt so then when that stuff's on sale i stock up on that as well so the the expensive stuff i put or the the driveway the cement part i put the expensive stuff on and then the city parts i put the the cheap stuff on so um so yeah so i stocked up on both and then it's i'm like it just but i haven't used it till just last um last uh last um uh last weekend which i guess we are recording in uh, uh january right so yep so yeah so so this if you're listening you know especially if you're listening <laughs> like three years from now you're like yeah, right what when when what are they talking about what month are they inside so, yeah, we are in uh end of near the end of january so it's really mid-january this year that kind of at least in metric burlington we got any kind of significant snow it does seem like it's hitting a little bit later but the bulk of it uh, tends to really get us around March, in, in my experience here so far. I, I know, I know. That's the great. I always say that's the great. Um, it's the it's the uh, the sad joke about it. it's. It's like you know, you think March. It's like yeah, March is sound yeah, warm. It's spring. Kites come out. I the know. kids are out playing. The ducks are doing whatever they do. Yeah. No. No, they're not. <laughs> Even April, right? April's like you cut sometimes like you get <laughs> Even April's of, kind of iffy, yeah. No, yeah, you get a few sort of warm days near the end of March or beginning of April and you're like, Yep, that's it and then uh, no, you get like a big yep. snowstorm April fourteenth and it's just uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. But then finally by the end of April it comes at last mud season. Yeah. I uh before it was probably about November, late November, I um I sort of built a kind of a backyard skating rink. My, my daughter's into skating now, so I kind of built a mm-hmm. backyard skating rink, just filled it up with water, and it was just it, it was just water for weeks and weeks, and then and then we had kind of a couple really cold days. Well, here we'd say minus seven Celsius, so. You know that's, that's cold enough. Yeah, yeah, that's substantially below thirty-two in your parlance. But um, mm-hmm. and uh, so it froze over. It was pretty nice. My my daughter was quite excited. Got out there skating, and I put my skates on, and we went skating together. And then it got real warm around Christmas time, and it was like <laughs> it was like, God. I think it got up to fourteen Celsius. So uh, double it, add thirty-two, twenty-eight. So it probably got to like the high fifties, low sixties, even maybe. And yep. um, and it melted, and it, just, it was just a kind of a big, sort of shallow pond pool, and the uh, the only the only person I was really getting any kind of enjoyment of was like I guess the neighbor cat. The neighbor cat would come by, and you know how it's like, there's a box someplace, and a cat wants to get into a box, and the cat mm-hmm. would see this big huge box and want to get into it, but then it's like oh it's full of water, and the cat would just kind of like paw at it. And then not really <laughs> understand how to kind of what is this thing here for? You can't make any sense of it whatsoever. So, so yeah. But then the water kind of just mostly evaporated, and, and now I would like to fill it up again, but it's freezing cold, and I can't turn the outside tap on. So I'm kind of every night I'm filling up a couple buckets of water and dumping it in there, and then oh, Christian, it's <laughs> the stuff you go through. You know what I'm saying? It's worse than having a real pool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I think my wife sometimes is like, let's get a pool. And I'm like, no. What about a hot tub? No. <laughs> We've had some, there, every year there's some, some similar events, except with us, it's uh, not so much a failure of a, you know, of a homemade ice rink in the backyard. It's an ice failure for people that are doing ice fishing out on Lake Champlain, right? Yeah, which is far funnier. I, um, oh yeah. If somebody drives their F one fifty out onto the lake, ignoring all the warning signs saying that the ice is only an inch and a half thick because it's you know like mid April. Yeah. And they're out there, got their holes, and they're there just standing there, 
in their tents around their holes. And because they're in their tents, they can't see the ice crack under their truck and watch it drop into the lake. <laughs> um, fortunately, there's often people around with video cameras. Oh, good. I should, I should look um, up that on YouTube. <laughs> well, well, here it's more like, yeah, people go out onto the ice, yeah, and especially kind of late in the season, go ice fishing, and then the ice kind of breaks off and, yeah, and then carries them out into the lake. And... Um, you have a much more serious lake. Yeah, lake, say you... Lake Ontario, Lake Erie. They're pretty, you know, they're inland seas practically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then so you know the the uh, usually either it depends on what side of the lake if it's like the American side or the Canadian side. One of one of our nations has to send out a helicopter to rescue these people. And <laughs> there's always sort of talk about like you know, okay, the first one, first rescue's free, but you know, Charlie, this is the third time. Like when are you gonna yeah. learn, Charlie? So you know, well, you know, after that, after the first rescue, you got to start paying. You know, the the five hundred dollars cost that cost to rescue you. So yeah, we also we also yeah. get the uh, you know the, uh, the 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 annual kind of. Um, uh, uh, snowmobiler massacre uh, tally, <laughs> and that's where because you know people, you know it's off road, so there's not really cops around, and people go snow blowing and drink, and they uh, you know they like to do both of those a lot, and so a lot of times you know they go out snow blowing or sorry snow snowmobiling really super drunk, and um, then it's dark and they kind of go tr- off trails where they're not familiar with. And then they're bombing along as fast as they can, and they don't sort of realize there's a wire fence, you know, uh-huh. uh, protecting yep. the farmer's crops, and then just basically, I don't know, decapitate themselves or slice themselves to ribbons or something, driving, you know, full speed into a wire fence. And uh, it's not pretty. I don't think that's, there's anything like that on YouTube, though. No, probably not. Yeah. yeah. We had, uh, just the last couple of days, uh, we had two guys who were snowmobiling after dark one of them had engine problems so the other guy went back to a friend's house All right. to get another or to get snowmobile parts or something or i don't even remember the story but he was coming back and he was started having engine problems as well okay. or maybe the first guy hit a tree i don't i'm not sure i was getting dressed at the time uh, when at least at the time of the story was being reported, not I don't know <laughs> when this actually happened. And somehow, the second guy who had gone for help was on foot and walking across the lake and went through it. Jeez. Oh, and I mean, unfortunately, he died in the process, which makes it a little glum, because otherwise, that has all the makings of a really good Vermont story. <laughs> I mean, if they had just been hanging out there like an idiot, and then uh, the <laughs> either the Vermont side or New York side had to come get him and charge him the five hundred dollars because it's his third time, then it would have been fine. Wow! Ugh. But uh, be war- be careful with those snowmobiles, folks. They will lead you astray in ways you don't anticipate. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, I did something, uh, I think this is only the second time I've, I talk about this a lot. I used to talk about it a lot on our, our Ask a Canadian. But this is, I, I did this the other, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, actually back in December. Second time I've ever done it, I curled. You know, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How was it? Um, you know, I guess it's like anything you kind of see on TV. Um, you know, people who have been, you know, doing this and are at competing at a professional level just make it look really easy. But it, curling is not that easy. You think it's be easy? Just there's the ice, there's the rock. Just slide it, you know, and then just a couple <laughs> other idiots just like flop, 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 flop with a bunch of brooms or something like that, and boom, no, yep. yeah, not e- all, all of a sudden you got a gold medal. Yeah, exactly. Boom, not that easy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> Anybody on our uh, on our uh, on our team was able to sort of um, um, you know get uh, get one of those rocks in the in the doghouse, you know. So <laughs> it it does look easy. Yeah. Um, just the physical aspect of it. Um, what doesn't seem easy is the mindset. That uh, feeds the dedication to become a world class athlete right. at it. 
I, I mean, I love it. Honestly, at the the last Olympics when the American team was like, like really oh, hey, good. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm just saying this is when it really caught my eye because yeah. we are we had a rooting interest there. Yeah, yeah. Because normally the American team, I mean, basically they're sliding along and then they realize that somebody left their Michelob sitting on the yeah. on the big puck. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't realize what a blow that was to sort of Canadian pride and manhood and stuff when you were. Oh, uh, we've talked about the Stanley Cup though, so I. We've given up on that here in Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I I guess we have to win it more than once in a row before we really have bragging rights. Yeah. Because yeah. this one just lightning striking. Um, Striking at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Now, now I read, but it does. You're right. It does look easy. Yeah. And I can believe it's not. Yeah. But although by the end of by the end of watching the, the Olympics, I was like, why didn't he just put a little bit of a slight spin counterclockwise as he slid that around there? Like I have any idea what I'm talking. Exactly. About. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now I read some exciting news. Um, okay. Vermont is the third best state to retire to. I read that as well. Yeah. So what, does that is that you're in Vermont? I mean, does that check out? Because you never know. Like, what what are their metrics? So it's like you know, uh, you know, number of donut shops to doctors or something, and then hey, yep, boom, your guys are number three. Like, what is the um, uh, does that? I mean, what is it? What's your does does it seem like a good place to retire? Vermont, third best in America. Honestly. Number three kind of surprised me. Really? Um, that's that's a Canadian. Yeah. The third place is called a Canadian gold. <laughs> um, yeah, well, in America, it's second loser. But um, and uh, one and two was like Idaho and Iowa, or was it Minnesota? I don't remember. Some other couple of frozen states. Um, which makes me wonder about the person collecting this data. Yeah. Now, I I do enjoy Vermont. I think it's a lovely state. The people here are wonderful. Um, I feel like there's a but butt things are expensive. If you retire here and you have your house paid for, ah, uh, okay, already, then sure. I mean, by the time you're at retirement age, you must have conquered the weather, and the ice is going to be less and less of a concern as we continue to ignore science anyway. Right. Um, and we do have some really top flight hospitals. Well, that's good. Which is probably good for you know a bunch of retirees. Yeah. You know, there's uh, the uh, University of Vermont has its own system. Um, and there are fewer clinics as you get further out into the state, but that's there's not a lot of people out there anyway. Right, I mean, there's okay. a total of 600,000 people in this entire state. So the health care well, is wait wait, 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 dial that back a sec. How many people live in your entire state? 600,000. So you'll pass that many on your way to work tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's not a lot of people in your state. Because usually, no. like as Canadians, we always look down at America and go, yeah, they got about 10 times the number of people than us. And uh, so, you know, everywhere you just think it's like 10x, you know. Like I just think there are nine versions of you kind of just lined up behind you. That's what I just think, you know. <laughs> I, I understand that. However, don't equate like Burlington to your Montreals and your Torontos. Right. Um, maybe more like your uh, Moose Jaws. How many people are in Moose Jaw? Uh, I'm gonna guess twenty thousand. So let's just okay. actually, let's actually just look it up. Okay, Google. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, hang on, let me just do the. Oh, fine. I'll type it. Moose. 
jaw population twenty nineteen. Just in case there was a big <laughs> a lot of uh, big, big immigration between uh, twenty. Well, maybe they opened them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, um, yeah, there's an official number for 2019. Like, they just stopped counting back in 1942. It's like, <laughs> it's too cold to go out and count people. Uh, no, it says, yeah, 2016, there were 33,890 people. 33,000? Okay, so it is slightly less than Burlington. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I love this headline. Yeah, hold on, We're just, Saskatchewan's population at all time high. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The province grew to one one point one uh, million people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess Saskatchewan's got to be the Vermont of Canada, Canadian provinces. There's not a lot of people yeah. in Saskatchewan. So one point one. So it's roughly twice the population, but. Um, let's look at, let's look at area. It's a little because, bit, yeah. Because by comparison, Saskatchewan is huge, right? Yeah, yeah, it's quite a, um, quite a large province. I'm looking at a list of the top 100 Canadian cities by population. And if you scroll down to, if, if Burlington did what we've been threatening to do and secede, Right. And join Canada. Right. We would be roughly the size of Cornwall, Ontario. Ooh. We would be r- roughly equal to Cornwall. Ooh. Yeah, there's not a lot in Cornwall. Yeah. Well, I mean, but we would kick the crap out of Midland, Ontario. Well. Or, yeah. or Cochrane, Alberta. Yeah, Midland. I, I my, my cousin lives up in Midland. But yeah, that's kind of like cottage country. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, in the winter, it's yep. like population, you know, I don't know what, 30,000. But then in summer, it, you know, a lot of cottagers go up there and then you know, population probably triples or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of that, too, although I think our population probably just swaps places with people from the south who like to ski. Um, and oh, my God, it is amazing how much larger Red Deer, Alberta is than Burlington. I'm sorry. I'll stop looking at this list. Um, yeah. so. <laughs> Start to feel a little bad about your uh, your adopted homeland, aren't you? Yeah. I do remind people that Christian, you are uh, from Atlanta, or at least uh, not a, necessarily originally, but you the, you're the last place you called home was at Atlanta, Georgia. No. Yes, that's correct. Right, right. And, and where, where were you born? Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So the home, uh, one of the homes of our, our of our space program back when we had a space program. Oh right, yes, yeah. Was that the, was that that Redstone? Yeah, Redstone Arsenal. Oh, the, yes, yeah. uh, the corporate headquarters of the company that blew up the first of the space shuttles. Awesome. Yeah, I I, I always felt that the Redstone rocket was the most beautiful of all the rockets that. Uh, <laughs> And, and feel free to take personal credit for that, Christian. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. I'm going to take reflected credit on that because I think my mom actually worked for the company that developed it. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was the uh, the, the, the first couple that sort of went up, I believe, were, were Redstones that put, um, um, not John, Alan Shepard and then uh, Gus Grissom, I think, into. They didn't put him in orbit. They were just kind of like, they call it ballistics. They just sort of went up and came down and what was yeah. it i think of the third one um um uh john glenn he was actually the first american to orbit but the first two were mm-hmm. just kind of like they kind of went up into space and then came right down again yes my high school was named for gus grissom no oh, well tragic figure that guy yes and his uh his partners at the time um uh chafee and white also have schools in huntsville named for them oh well, that's sad. It's very sad. <sighs> well, uh, look, uh, Atlanta is the 37th largest town. This is just within the city limits, not the entire metro area, it looks like. No. Atlanta is quite substantial city. Yeah, but according to this, it's only got 
um, half a million people in it, and the entire metro area is more like four million people. Really, really, that's unusual. Yeah, just all the side uh, towns around it, because there's nothing else in Georgia. Right. Got Atlanta there in the middle, and then surrounding it is your Macon's and oh, Macon's a little bit further south, but uh, of crap, I've been gone for three years and I've forgotten the you know, <laughs> Uh, your Norcrosses, your Roswells, your Sandy Springs, and and all this. Right now, isn't like every movie that has like 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 a cop who wears you know mirrored sunglasses, uh, kind of set in you know Macon County, Georgia? Uh, it's very popular to put them in Macon. Okay. Um, either if they're going to be in Georgia, then Macon is probably a good bet. All right. Okay. Right. Um, if they're not in Georgia, then they are Texans. Okay. All right. Because so I just think it's like, hey, I want to make a movie about a guy who kind of drives like maybe like a like a like an AMC Barracuda or something like that, <laughs> and just wants to drive it really fast and defy the law. And then there's this cop in mirrored sunglasses who just wants to catch him. And then we, where are we going to set it? Bacon, Georgia. Yep, that's where we're going to set it, kind of thing. Yep, um, I'm trying to remember where Buford T. Pusser was from, but it's been That's too long funny. since I saw uh, Smokey and the Bandit. All right, yeah. So, uh, so oh, speaking, anyway. speaking, speaking, speaking of Smokey and the Bandit, uh, <laughs> we should have some theme music. Bernie, watch. Who, Bernie? Yeah, what's good? Boy, Bernie's really dusting it up now, isn't he? Like he's all kind of like, like you know, you know, hey, bitch, you can't even win because you're a bitch. You know, like what's going on with that? Is he? Yeah, he said that to Elizabeth Warren, right? Exactly, or something. I don't know. It's getting. Just I'm kind confusing of my stories. It's like he's not telling Hillary that now. It's like, well, I can't win because I'm not even running. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hillary's all like, no one liked that ass. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> whoa, everyone's turning on him. Yeah, so what's going on with Bernie? Sir, Bernie is first, apparently does, moved Does he, does he to... hate all women? That's what I first want to know. Is he just <laughs> a complete woman-hating monster of a human being who eats... You know, there has been a lot of allegations around his campaign yeah. since the last time around. Um, his campaign manager was sort of caught up in the Me Too movement. Um, Bernie himself, I don't think, has been guilty of anything, or we thought, until all of a sudden he starts mouthing off at Liz Warren. And I'm not even sure what to make of all that. Right. But apparently yelling at women works because he is now tied in the polls with Joe Biden. Wow. Okay. Another kind of angry shouty cranky old yeah. man yeah yeah a different kind of shouty right yeah and sort of a different kind of oblivious <laughs> yeah right but i don't get a lot of special vermont bernie news because he's not here hadn't been here in a while i haven't seen him at the hannafords in in months right um but why would he be here we don't have any electoral votes or hardly any. I see a few of his commercials, but I think those are spillovers from the ones he's dumping in New Hampshire, when, which is the second state to uh, have its primary. Right now, when are uh, when's the Vermont primary? Uh, that is not until I want to say early March. Okay, that's not. Are you part of the, uh, the Super Tuesday stuff, or? Yeah, I think it might be Super. Tuesday. Let me double check that. All right. All right. Vermont primary 2020. Um, let's see. The Vermont Democratic uh, Tuesday, March 3rd, is one of the 14 contests scheduled on Super Tuesday. Ah, Super Tuesday. All right then. So yeah. All right. Will you be partaking in that or? So, oh yeah, okay. definitely. Like, I don't know who I'm going to vote for, but Bernie right. will probably win the state. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true, I guess. Um, so. Although, maybe not as handily as he won it last time. There are a lot of people around here that are getting kind of tired of Bernie. Okay. All right. Do you have, like, um, 
they have like legions of like Bernie bros that just kind of march there. Maybe they kind of wear armbands and, you know, have like little tiki torches or something like that. And, you know, you know, you have the you know, Bernie bro. Maybe on, maybe on campus, okay. on the UVM campus. Right. Um, the people that I interact with sort of daily are like, yeah, Bernie's all right. Okay. I'll, you know, I'll vote for him if he's the nominee. But um, the enthusiasm for Bernie doesn't seem to be there All right. okay. like it was last time. But if he really does actually do better this time, then maybe that'll follow. Right. Okay. But he's also had a heart attack um, not that long ago. He's apparently fine now, but it is a reminder that, you know, he's, he's not long for this world. No, 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 no. He's uh, <laughs> uh, not as not as quick on his feet as he used to be. Wow. All right. And and um, the, the mural. What, what's going on with the mural? Any updates on the mural? I have tried to find information on the mural, yeah. and it's like it's been buried. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mural itself is still there, but any right. new news about it? Okay. I haven't found anything new um, on it in pretty much a year. The last news was, and I think we've already talked about it, is that they plan to have that down by 2022. All right. Okay. Which is insane because it's a freaking mural. <laughs> and we're going to have two new electoral cycles. No. Or 2022. Right. Okay. Yeah, and Bernie, who's featured on the mural, will probably be dead. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah, yeah, he, he better pick an interesting vice president candidate if he if he does win and you know someone who's i don't know like has a young heart or something like that or... <laughs> i figured that's why he was hanging around all the college students so he could um extract their nourishing life essence wow <laughs> No, right. So maybe he just needs to get one of the younger ones that are out there. Like, uh, no, right. oh gosh, who counts as it? I guess, I guess Mayor Pete. Maybe that's why Buttigieg is still there, just so. Oh that, yeah. Hey Pete, let me talk to you over here. Well, and then, I, I, I was I was training some people. Uh, Mayor Pete's hot. We don't understand what's happening. No. I, I was training some people at work today, and I, I made a uh, I made a wine cave joke. So. I don't know if anybody got it, but yeah, but uh, yeah. I, over here in Canada, you know, in Canada, we mm-hmm. uh, I think since we talked, we had an election. I think we talked maybe before the election, so we we had ourselves a federal election. And uh, Trudeau, I remember I, I sent you the uh, my boyfriend Trudeau calendar. I, I've not. I do remember that. Yeah, I was. I, it's very. It was very popular around the office. Yeah, I've not. I've not found a 2021, but um, we're still not out of January. I'm going to keep an eye out, and if I do find one, I'll send one to you, uh, another one. But yeah, I appreciate but, it. Yeah, but yeah, Trudeau, he kind of he kind of snuck back in. We 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 have things here. Things here called minority governments. So mm. if you know if you don't get um, like a majority of like the seats in parliament. But you still have the most. You can Sounds kind of, European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kind of form like a, a coalition government and sort of, you know, to carry the day. So, yeah. So Trudeau kind of was knocked back to a minority. Uh, so he's, but he's um, interestingly enough, there's like at least three parties he can kind of go to to form uh you know a majority so sometimes if he's like hey let's put a pipeline through every you know every beaver and polar bear in canada then he can go to the conservatives and get them to join him and if he's like you know what we should you know we should triple mat leave uh, and then he'll go like to the ndp and get you know get their support and then if he's like quebec Every Quebecer is going to get pizza. Then he can go to this, like, it's called the Bloc Quebec. They're kind of like the Quebec separatist party. It, it, it's weird. But anyway, so yeah, so, 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 yeah, so Trudeau's kind of like in this very weird position where he can kind of just like, no matter which way he wants to turn, there's at least one party that will be like, yeah, I'd be kind of stupid not to vote for that. So it, um, it sounds exhausting. 
Yeah, yeah, but I'm um, just the because um, the guy the guy who ran against him, the Conservatives, he was a bit was starting to come across as a bit of a like a religious nut. Usually, our politicians are not like religious nuts. It's sort of like they're not all about like. And my pastor is this guy, you know. <laughs> and uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, he this guy started to kind of play to like the kind of the family value stuff, which is thankfully in Canada that's still like. A, you know, it's like uh, it, it kind of loses you elections when you try to play to the whole family values thing because people. Oh just, man, what's that like? I know because just generally people are just kind of like, don't don't tell me what you know, like <laughs> who I can sleep with or you know, like like what how I should be raising my kids. Like you know, f you. <laughs> so we yeah we, we we tend to reject those kinds of people. So so for, fortunately, saner heads prevailed and. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. But Trudeau m- might not get a third term. He's kind of he's unless he can kind of pull up his socks. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and yet you have Doug Jones. Doug Doug Jones. No, is it? Doug, oh, Doug Ford. Oh, Doug Ford, yeah. Doug Jones. Is, Where did he, Doug Jones is someone else? Isn't he, isn't he the senator that beat the child molester pedophile guy? <laughs> Maybe that's where I was thinking. Dino. I don't know how I would confuse those two. Yeah, he's either that or he plays Saru in Star Trek Discovery or something. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Doug Ford, yeah, Doug Ford. His uh, his popularity is like at an all time low. He's kind of like he's battling it out with the teachers now, and uh, and uh, he's he's kind of basically kind of like everybody's sort of sacred cow he's sort of slashed and burned everybody's sacred cow so it's like you know i voted for doug ford but whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait, wait you're you're tearing out all the uh all the uh the you know the the little power plugs i can ch- charge my tesla at like what are you what are you doing you know and so yeah so he's ended up kind of like kind of screwing over everybody so his popularity is not 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 super high um and you're right, uh, Doug Jones is uh, Commander Saru on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay, all right. And beat the child molester. Oh, really? Uh, okay. From Alabama, Alabama, as it turns right. out. yes, all right, yes, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the family values state. Yeah, exactly. Just, it's just like a <laughs> child molester or uh, a Democrat. Hmm. Boy, <laughs> just that one squeaked by, didn't it? Both states that I moved out of, yeah. I've crossed the state line at upwards of 80 miles an hour. <laughs> All right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of Saru and uh, Discovery, it looks like that uh, tomorrow the new Picard uh, Star Trek series premieres. Or are you... Um, Yes. Yeah. I'm eager. I'm very curious. Wow. Um, I mean, I know what you kind of know what you're going to get with Patrick Stewart. That's but true. he's bringing back a lot of the uh, the old cast. I don't care as much about like a Brent Spiner right. and uh, Jonathan Frakes, but uh, Seven of Nine, Hugh of Borg, hmm. and I learned today that Guinan will come back for. Season two. Yeah, that, that would be Whoopi Goldberg's character. Yeah. Yeah, he asked Whoopi if she wanted to do it, and Whoopi has the time, as it turns out. Right. I guess the view doesn't take up as much of her spare time as um, we might have thought. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to TiVo it, so it's kind of almost past my bedtime. Yeah. It's nine. Like. <laughs> Again, nice place to retire to. So yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that topic, yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. So I'm just gonna TiVo it because I'll probably just fall asleep by like nine thirty. Oh, that's so. What I forgot to ask what what makes your Burlington oh, uh, yeah. so over the top as far as retirees go? Yeah. Is it yeah. close enough to Toronto without actually being um, inconvenienced by it? Yeah, I, I did mention that. It was it was interesting because because uh, Vermont is the third best place in America to retire. And as it turns out, Metric Burlington is the third best city in Canada to retire to. So, uh, you know, another Canadian gold. We picked up the Canadian gold in, in, uh, in that. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely, uh, I was I was trying to understand their metrics, and it did look just basically based a lot on, um, you know, how many highways run through your city and you know the ratio of doctors to to people, 
and you know cat ownership or something like that it was like like the metrics did not really seem to be like all right you know like you know what is how much is you know per foot to dock my boat or, uh, or things like that but yeah so for some reason burlington uh you know ticked off a lot of those boxes but but yeah i mean this is a um definitely like there there's an older set here you know as i say my uh i look at my um you know my little step meter app and then it, it, it kind of knows compares you how you're doing against everybody else in your community and it would always like tell me like you know you know you are more fit than 98 percent of people in burlington and and i'm sort of like you know it's like yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's probably not actually saying a whole lot, like you know, because it's a very car culture here. It's not people don't like walk around a whole lot and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but I, I did, I did, um, I did uh, 2019. I hit my goal, twenty thousand steps a day average. I saw that. Very good. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm not not any skinnier because <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, you can eat a lot of cookies while you're pacing around. So that's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, twenty thousand steps will take you free. past a lot of donut shops. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was quite exciting. Met my goal, but uh, yeah. So I mean, like I say, it's very. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of very old restaurants here. Like, like, uh, you know, it's like they haven't changed the menu in 30 years. And, you know, there's still things on the menu like, like baked Alaska and, you know, Chateaubriand and like old guy food, like things you don't see on menus that much anymore. And, and, and you go, right. I mean, prices are not like they were 30 years ago, but, but, uh, but yeah, and, and, and no way do they bring you that machine, which, which maybe isn't even not that common in America. Like, you know, like if you go out and dine and you're like, you know, good sir, could I have to check please? And then, you know, and then you pull out, you know, you pull out your Amex card to pay. What do they do there? Do they, do they bring you a little machine and you put your chip in there and put your pin in there and you pay? Or does that sound completely alien to you? Um, I have seen that in a few locations, and it's not so much an alien machine as it is an iPad. Okay. Um, but for most of the, like, really go in and sit down and have big dinner places, they just bring you the paper check like they've been doing right. for years. Okay. And then you just in a little leather folder, and yeah. you look at it, look at the bill. Drop your card in there or cash if you're one of those people sure, that still yeah. uses that stuff. And then they take it away and do God knows what to it and steal your identity and bring it back. Right, yeah. And you write the tip on the slip, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's very rare in um, in Canada. But uh, for things like, um, let's see, well, I had... Uh, I had some junk movers come by because I had a, an old couch right. that I couldn't get out by myself. So I had to come by just to haul the thing off. And, you know, I basically gave my card number and had to sign using my finger on some dude's phone, <laughs> which I'm sure is secure. But I see that a lot for services like that. Nah, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here in Canada, it's almost universally like you know. Whether, or you just pay at, uh, you pay ahead of time, um, which oh, like well, I haven't, I haven't gotten the service yet. I'm like, well, dude, come on. These are just guys with a van that are just right. trying to start a business. Right. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. In Canada, it's like a machine. Like they bring you kind of like a, it's like a like a wireless machine and you just put your credit card in. We're, we're big into, you know, called chip and pin here. You put your chip card in the machine and then you put your pin in and then it, you know, prompts you for the tip and then you put the tip in there. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm given to sort of understand. I work for a point of sale company and when we were trying to introduce that technology to America, Oh dad, did they not like that at all? They were like, what do you mean? Like the waiter can just hover there and watch the guy put the tip in the machine? That's just not real. Like, we, sir, we are not that kind of establishment. 
what? What? What's wrong? With that? I don't know. <laughs> so I guess yeah. I guess I think you, the, the states you just kind of still like that flourish. Waiter goes away and you just you know you write the tip onto the slip with a big flourish and swipe of the pen and close that up and like here you go, good sir. Don't spend it all in one place. Get a haircut, you bum, or whatever you do, or you know, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, yeah. But uh. You know, in my day, we tucked a fresh dollar bill in our waitress's garter belt, and we liked it. Exactly. Spanked her butt, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was those days. Called her honey, exactly. and I swear she liked it. All right. So so you're going to be, uh, Picard, you're, you're going to be dipping into your uh, your beer and your uh, potato chip cash, because I know you've been stocking up for Super Bowl. So I think Super Bowl is then a couple weekends from now, is it not? It is, um, yeah, it is on Groundhog's Day, in fact. Oh, no. Is Groundhog Day a, a, a big event up there? Oh, uh, yeah, we got a, I, th- I think ours is Puxa. Got a Groundhog is it, someplace. Yeah, is it Puxatani Pete, or is that yours, Puxatani Pete? Yeah, Puxatani Phil. Puxatani Phil, yeah, we've got one, too. Um, I forget his name, uh, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I mean they're 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 both wildly abused, are they not? They got you know they grab them by the scruff of the <laughs> neck and haul them out of that thing and shake them around and then you know I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then get they, to your shadow. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, super. But uh, so that is two weeks on uh, Sunday, I think. All right, yeah, Super Bowl. And you got uh, who's who's playing? You got the uh, the Forty Niners. They're San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah, right. Okay. That's the uh, no one of our many, many teams that are still um, doing a little cultural appropriation for the Native Americans. Oh, yeah. Well, the um, the Patriots, they're usually in that Super Bowl thing, are they not? And they're not in it this time. I have noticed that, considering how many Patriots fans are in this area, I've been told multiple times that the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl this time around. All right. Any, um, uh, any predictions? You know, I'm thinking that it's to take the gold medal. Is that right? Sure. Um, I think they are going to by four strokes. All right. Yeah, that sounds right. All right. Brad, I've got four quat Lewis on the Chiefs. All right, okay. Uh, my I'm prediction. a big spender. Right. My, my prediction, uh, I, I think 49ers, I think they're going to, they're, they're probably going to take it about six games, but they're probably going to take it in six games. If it goes one, it's going to go six games. That's what I'm saying. 49ers and six. <laughs> Not a bad bet. Not a bad bet. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like the Super Bowl because they play all those games just one after another. So, you know, you might be up watching until two in the afternoon the following day. Right. Well, you know, we should have one of those friendly, like, mayor competitions. So, like, you know, the mayor of the one city will say, well, if we win, you send me this that's representative of your city, mm-hmm. and then you send me that. So so we, we should do that. So if the 49ers win, and it's, I'm thinking the 49ers are going to win, I will send you something representative yep. of of Metric Burlington. I could send well, you... I should like, send you something because you picked right. Oh, okay. And Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. If the 49ers win... Uh, well, that's not very Canadian. If I win, I owe you... An apology, <laughs> and I have to pick it. It's like, look, I won. I'm so sorry, I won, Christian. Okay, so let's do it the Canadian way. Can can you just can you just can you okay. just play along? All right. So right. So if I win, all right, just just tell. Okay. So <laughs> if I win, I'm 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 going to uh, apologize to you for 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 winning and shaming you, and okay. I, I I will I will send you something all representative right. of Metric Burlington, and if you win, your Kansas City Chiefs win, we're not going to do any kind of point spread mm-hmm. or something like that, uh, you will send me something representative of uh, uh, Imperial Burlington. Uh, don't don't right. mail, don't and mail me a gun. To do it please. the American way. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Option two, I think. But in the spirit of the American way, if if I win, then I've got to uh, shout scoreboard over and over when you're within earshot, 
and then just completely insult you and your entire family back about seven generations. I think because that's, that's okay. how we do it down here. Okay, I think that's okay. We could try that too. All right. So exchange of gifts, yeah. and and if you win, you could also in, insult my family to the seventh generation. Yeah. Yes, and then if you win, then you get the apology, or you issue the apologies, okay, all right. the traditional victory apologies. How's your Luxembourgian? Because you might have to learn some. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what they spell, what they what they speak in Luxembourg. Probably German, probably some French, probably some French and German. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just call it Flemish. Sure. And okay. then, because since nobody over here will understand it anyway, then. We'll say I'm speaking fluent Flemish. Oh, great. Right. So a few of our friends. Flemish is spoken in that part of the world, right? Yeah. So uh, Pam, our, our our new friend Pam, did, did she ever come visit you in um, Burlington, in Imperial Burlington? She did not. Oh, that's too bad. Not yet. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not sure. I don't remember what her schedule was. Yeah. And I'm, I don't expect her to be visiting, like, Anytime in the near near future because it's cold. But right. yeah, yeah, because uh, when we talked, I think Pam said she, they had to plant a summer in uh, in your neck of the woods. They're going to summer there. Ah, it's not a bad choice. Yeah, exactly, as New York people do, they they pick some <laughs> rustic place away from New York, and and that's where they go. They summer. Yes, um, someplace with slightly less pavement. Excuse me. Yeah. And which I think is everywhere. Okay. Have you you spent time in New York? Uh, I have been in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you as know a how well I didn't like it. <laughs> it has its charms that wear off within about three days. Okay. At least if you're like in Manhattan. Right. There are other parts, like, like, for example, the Super Bowl. I can't even actually watch the Super Bowl because I'm going to be over in upstate New York at the same time giving a concert. Oh, yeah. So, giving a people who apparently don't care about football. Right. Hey, you've recently discovered that Which, you are uh, you hold some kind of record there in uh, Vermont. Is the <laughs> what, what's your record? Um, I don't know if it's actually a record. It's more of a goal to completely conquer Vermont via tuba playing. Okay, right. Um, it's coming along well. Right. Uh, there, There is a man here that I still have to rub out okay. to fully achieve my goal because he is a, an actual professional tuba player and teaches at the college yeah. and is a director and all this stuff. Okay. Um, so my only options for beating him are either to practice a lot harder or oh, run yeah. him over. Okay. All right. You know, just run him down, which would take, I mean, I mean, there's hardly a comparison. Right. But but if it may. I mean, it would take me years. Right. But, but you do pride yourself, though, on being possibly the, the tallest tuba player in Vermont. Yes, I haven't uh, verified that, but according to my um, my so far unscientific uh, research, I am the tallest by a fair amount, like upwards of six inches or more. Really? I don't even know how tall you are. How tall are you, Christian? Six foot six. Wow. I'm fairly... I'm fairly tall by most standards right, outside yeah, of the yeah. NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being the tallest tuba player in Vermont, as romantic as that sounds, is, I mean, is an achievable goal. Right, okay. All right. Val- Valentine's um, is coming up. It is? Yeah, February 14th. Uh, it's a Friday, too, <laughs> which is so, you know, I made my reservation back in November or so, just to yeah. make sure. <laughs> Get my, get <laughs> Good my, move. Get my table. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to disappoint the lady. <laughs> uh, sorry, hon. We're just gonna go to Burger yeah. King. <laughs> Good news. I picked something up on the way home. Exactly. Donuts. Just popped yeah. it. 
Yeah. Pop it in the microwave. We're good to go. We can be in bed by nine. So you have any? Uh, will you have a uh, uh, an accompaniment for uh, Valentine's Day? Uh, it doesn't look that way. I um, I was working on something, but then there was a another concert actually interfered not with me but with um, the target. Ooh, she's a musician too, huh? So. Yeah. All right. The tuck guys talk. And we're still very, still very informal. She's not a tuba player, so. No. What does she play? So it's fine. Clarinet. I don't know. I don't know, Christian. I know, but it's a very liberal state, so we're allowed to experiment. Well, that's true. And don't let anybody from uh, my uh, my hometown hear it, but. Not my first clarinetist. <laughs> That's not even a metaphor, is it? <laughs> not at all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Well, I guess we should maybe wrap up. So, uh, but uh, yeah, but if we, if we can get this out before Valentine's Day, and if you are in the uh, Vermont or tri-state area, and uh, you're a, a, a woman, a nice woman, um, not, not, not crazy psycho killer. And you're like, right. you, you know what? Um, I would like to tell my mom that, uh, yeah, mom, you know, uh, met a nice fellow. He's the uh, tallest tuba player in Vermont. Um, uh, get on our like, Facebook, our uh, Burlington Friendship Society Facebook. Um, you know, look up Christian. A highly achievable goal. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And if you play anything other than uh, bagpipes, then then let's deal. All right. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. And uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm uh, I'm your friend uh, Carl Mamer here in uh, Metric Burlington, third best city to retire to in Canada. And I, of course, am your friend Christian here in. Uh, Ooh, Imperial Burlington, reportedly the third best place to retire if you have to stay in the States. Well, there you go. All right. Well, have a good night, Christian. You too, Carl. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The all-new Toro PowerMax HD just got bigger, better, and downright more powerful. The open design of the auger housing takes in more snow, cutting through deep snow banks with ease. And the redesigned auger and larger in color pulls in, chops up, and throws heavy, wet snow higher and farther than ever before. Pair that with more powerful engines, and you'll clear more snow faster. Toro's unique, patented anti-clogging system reroutes extra snow away from the chute and back to the auger to keep you moving. Toro's most rugged, durable snowblower yet, the PowerMax HD is built to last with a commercial-grade gearbox and steel shoes. And even though the PowerMax HD is big, with 28 and 32-inch clearing widths, it's easy to maneuver. With the power steer feature, the wheels move independently.